We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is the Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Wobriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Hey, uh, yeah, all right, all right, all right. Unspoken words, episode 38 in the house. Man, over here to my right, we got the freak from Arrow Creek, Mr. Ace Hoen One Shooter JC McGavin. What's up, yo? What up, what up? All right, over here to my left, he ain't even trying to preach. He's the two-time co-champion, Pod Gotti, Randy B. What's up, yo? Yo, yo, yo. What up? What up? Hey, and you know me. You know me. Small <laughs> hugs, not drugs. Empty barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but blanks, baby. <laughs> Mr. Stank Blage over here. Bang. It is hot. It is hot, hot. Oh, my goodness. 104, baby. Still? I was like 105 when I pulled up in my car. I was like, goodness. It's 101 right now. I think think the temperature in the car, you're going to have to maybe take a couple of degrees down. Because my mind said 119, I think. It's probably in the, yeah, yeah, probably just sitting there in the sun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Plus, it's like. Like, we're downtown, we're in a concrete jungle, it's a lot, it's always hotter down here. Yeah. Because the, the phone says 100, but... And mine says 101. Yeah. yeah. But it probably is, just the sun, like, beating down on it, like, that would be what, like, yeah. you know? We all drive black cars, too. You know, so nothing but black, baby, from the... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't keep that. I almost said something else, but I stopped. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I guess yeah. I can keep it PG around here. I can't keep it clean because of that street sweeper that goes by every oh, morning. Oh, man. Dang. Just kicks up all that dust. And then, like, sometimes, like, in the morning, it gets kind of dewy or, you know, kind of... Hey, yeah. It's kind of moist. <laughs> oh, after we got back yeah, from... Uh, kind of slimy. <laughs> not to change the subject, but... When we got back from... We got back from Drum Circle on Wednesday, last week. Um, was your was your neighbor shooting a TikTok or something in the parking lot? No, uh, he was that one day. Okay, so, yeah, that one day I drove up and he, his car was just kind of parked out there and had his doors open. He had his system bumping and he's standing there like... Lip syncing and dancing around and doing all his moves, and then his homeboy was like down on his, like you know, like taking taking video or whatever. <laughs> and I stood there for a while and I kind of watched it. I was going to dance in the back. <laughs> yeah, you said it photo bomb. I didn't get it. no, but this time when I went over there, he said somebody parked in his spot, and he goes, "Is that your car?" And I was like, "No, it ain't my car." Yeah. And he goes, "Well, whose car is it?" And I was like, "I don't know. Shit, go find out." Uh. You know, that's hey, that's you. I don't know. So he went in there and he went to every door and knocked on it. Are you in my spot? You in my spot? Uh, walking up and down the hallway. Somebody's in my spot. I know. Me and me and dude, me and Leo were in the car. We just like watched you guys all walk in. Was like, you think you'll be all right? And I was just like, Yeah, it'll probably be all right. He didn't turn. They didn't square up or anything. So I think it'll be all right. Because <laughs> we heard you, we heard you guys yelling to back and forth to each other in the parking lot. Yeah, he said somebody took my spot. I was like, Well, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. 
It's like, sorry. I know sorry, Leo, Leo was like, what's going on? What's going on? He's all ready to jump out of the car. Ready to rumble. Yeah. Nah, man, that dude, he's... Yeah, somebody took his spot. <laughs> but I thought it was kind of funny, though, because he, he really did go up and down the hallway. <laughs> and he didn't wait. You know, like, if you knock on somebody's door, they'll open it and say, yeah, can yeah. I help you? Yeah. No, he just knocked on the door and yelled through the door, you in my spot. Was there no spot. other parking spots? No, there's other parking spots, but he lives in, like, a different, like, that Section. other. Yeah, and then so they have their own spots, I guess, parked right in front okay. of their place. Yeah. There's only um. two of them. So, okay. but there's four apartments right there, so I don't see how that works out. Yeah, the but, other people must have to do street parking. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I don't see why. But yeah, spot. I know. Leo got me all hyped and getting ready to jump out of the car. I should have just ran around screaming, "Ah!" <laughs> Psych. <laughs> We've been like, "Get him! He's crazy! Get him. He's crazy!" <laughs> Like that guy on Friday, remember? Uh, <laughs> that lady on Friday. <laughs> remember that little guy was chasing her? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got them down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so there was that. Mr. Parker? Yeah, Mr. Parker. Remember I was chasing um, <laughs> Mrs. Parker? <laughs> yeah, throwing her clothes out in the lawn. <laughs> we was just praying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the little guy, huh? Yeah, yeah. remember, remember this lady is running. He's crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. All right, man, we'll toss it over to you, Stupid, um, Mr. Podgotti. Yo, Boy. yo, yo, it's Podgotti, a.k.a. number 38. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it sounded like you're out of breath. Like, I know, I know you're out of breath. Breathe. He just started gibberishing. Okay. We have for you tonight. For you tonight, a little icebreaker starting with number one, a few jokes. What do you call a man with no body and no nose? Nobody knows. (laughs) (laughs) We got a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. (laughs) Oh, dog, you cheated on all these. I I, I just remember I told you I I had to MC a summit (laughs) recently and I did dad jokes to fill in the time. Anyway, I'll be quiet. I'll let JC guess. Number two. What's a Cholo's favorite rock band? Uh, I don't know. Mm, I don't know this one. I don't know. Huh? Guys give up? We give up. The Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> foo. <laughs> what you talking about, Foo? They're talking about Foo. Oh, okay, okay. Do <laughs> <laughs> you lie to me, Foo? <laughs> Okay, number three. What did the Mexican photographer name his daughter? Uh, uh, I don't know. What did the Mexican photographer name his daughter? <laughs> did he give up? Yeah. Camera Diaz. Camera Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ay, qué buenos días. You lied to me. You lied to me. That was great. Do another one. Do another one. Okay. What do mermaids wash their fins with? Uh, um, turtle wax. <laughs> <laughs> Seashell oil. I don't know. Right. Tide. Ah! <laughs> Tide. <laughs> Baloney. <laughs> <laughs> These are dumb. I okay, know. last one. Where all the marbles and all the chips? Why did the power line not go to prom? Why did the power line not go to prom? Because it didn't have a tuxedo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, this one's dumb. You ready? I'm ready. She was grounded. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that Mexican photographer would oh, that was That was good. That Camila Diaz. All right, I'm going to read a couple of dad jokes, too, then. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> How does the moon cut his hair? Mm. How does the moon cut his hair? Yes. With a lunar eclipse? Close. Ah. An eclipse. Eclipse it. (laughs) 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 You guys are close. You're so close. Good warm up. Good warm up. Oh, man. Okay. Um,. A skeleton walks into a bar and says, Hey, bartender, I'll have one beer and a mop. Ha! <laughs> one beer and a mop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let me see here. Well, we can't just sit in silence, so... What? Okay, I got one more. What do you call a poor Santa Claus? A poor Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Jolly old St. Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, St. Nicholas. Hardy har. Hardy har. Okay, I cut you off. What were you going to say, JC? Oh, nothing. I was just going to fill that. Silence. We're gonna sing some George Strait for us. Is that what I heard? That's a that's a privilege. Oh how you sparkle! <laughs> oh how you shine! The blush on your cheeks is more than the wine. Keep going. I had my chances, but I set you free, and now I wonder 
Why couldn't see you look so good in love? You want him? That's easy to see. Holy cow. You look so good in love. You got the death metal George Street. I wish you still wanted me. I wish after you've been crying all day, I wish you still wanted me. Crying all day and drinking vodka, <laughs> smoking cigarettes. Oh, smoking like two packs. Oh hell, you spark. <laughs> oh hell, you shine. He's <laughs> singing the same same part over and over too. <laughs> oh hell, you spark. Just missing her. Oh man, so all right, man. Let's well, let's jump right into our main topic, shall we, boys, gentlemen? Let's do that. Yes. <clears throat> all right, man. It is hot, so we are going to jump right in. So, DJ, why don't you hit me with that B? Yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. What's cooler than cool? Ice cold. That's right. I wish it was ice cold in here right now. But soon, man, it's going to be like two feet of snow. Anyway, Unspoken Words, episode 38. I'm going to throw it over to Mr. Podgotti over here to my left, and he's going he's gonna to bring the scripture. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, today's topic, main topic um, got me thinking. I was reading something this weekend, and I was reminded um, about the obstacles that we face when it comes to recovery. So I guess what I'm asking each of you fine gentlemen, like what type of barriers or what types of things did you guys face when it came to recovery? Like what prevented you from gaining sobriety sooner? Or like, yeah, what, previously? Like on yes, other like, attempts? Yeah, like, why, why did you not come to sobriety sooner? Why did you wait until now to come? Like, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Did I break that down? Like, For sure, for sure. <clears throat> you you want to go first? Why now go? and not then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, what, like, yeah. What, what prevented you? Like, what obstacles did you... Either in your head or were true obstacles that kind of like for me it like and the reason why I came to this was like for me, I always thought I was too cool for school. Mm, mm, I always mm. felt like a life of sobriety was dumb, like it was boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like a life of sobriety was for squares. Um, yeah, squares. Yeah, you know, um, I was under the assumption that in order to spice up my life, I needed some type of substance. To be under the influence of or be controlled by. Because uh, naturally, like, I'm an introvert. I don't really, you know, I'm the type of person, like, I'm not stuck up. But if you sp- speak to me, then I'll speak to you. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everything that I do now entails speaking. <laughs> <laughs> everything. everything. Yeah, everything. Like, the podcast, like, it, it talks. So I basically... I guess for me, like I, it was easier for me to come out of my comfort zone if I had some type of drug or some type of alcohol inside mm. me. 
The social uh, lubricant. Yeah. So, mm. but there was like preconceived notions inside me that kept me from gaining sobriety sooner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, <clears throat> preconceived notions, it, it just goes back to, for me, what I've been saying the whole time is that belief system, those core beliefs. And one of them, like you, you mentioned, was, you know, I, I got to be, I got to be something other than what I thought I was. Because, you know, like when I have low self-esteem, low self-worth, you know, um, uh, those things are not conducive to being social, social in, in, a, in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Right, so you, like he said, that social lubricant. You know, you get some drinks in you, and then all of a sudden, you know, you want to be the life of the party. You want to be running and gunning. You want to live that lifestyle. You were trying to put on this this facade, this this thing that that I projected to other people, and and that wasn't me because ultimately, you know, that kind of thing. You know, you end up hurting people, and I don't I don't like that. I don't like hurting people at all, in any way, shape, or form. So. That was part of it. And then the other part, like, it's just these false beliefs that I had about everything. About relationships, about myself, um, about the, uh, the actual act of using, drinking and using drugs. Because, you know, you, like I said you know, earlier, you, you get that junky pride. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to be that guy that, oh, man, this guy, he knows how to party. Man, he can drink. And look, he, he's guzzling vodka and we're just sipping on beer. And, you know, ooh, look at that. Or, you know. But he's you know, not even drunk he's yet. He's not even drunk yet. And you just, yeah. uh, but then I'd be the first one just hammered and passed out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hammered, passed out, and rode. Yeah. And, and so, and, you know, and like I had that, that junky pride, like, look at me. I'm, I'm a party animal, and I could do this, and I could mm. do that, all these negative things. And that is just that false belief of, of um, covering up all the shame and guilt and remorse and all that ugly, ugly stuff that I did because why feel that when I can turn it around and say, well, you know, I'm a whatever, fill in the blank. Yeah. I'm a badass. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I can drink. You know, I'm a party animal. Everybody wants me around. Yeah. Which was, wasn't even the case, man. I, towards the end there, I mean, not even towards the end for a lot of years, I was drinking by myself. Yeah. So cracking uh, jokes by yourself. I mean, so uh, being funny that, all that, by yourself. Yeah, you know, and that that would be that would be one thing. I mean, I guess it's kind of a couple different things, but the one thing that really got me was those false beliefs. Mm. Well, <clears throat> just took me back to the summer of 2015. I believe it was Wednesday. I was kidding. <laughs> About seven, seven. No, nine. you ever see that thing? When you say back in the day, it was a, it's a Wednesday. Or something like that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, um no, I used my um my marriage, my relationship, um, as an obstacle. Uh, because in that relationship, like I always felt like like I just I had the same thing, like a defeating belief that if people love each other, they shouldn't argue. And man, we always fought. <laughs> but then like I would use that fight too to like push it. To the point where I'm, I leave, I get angry, really mad, and leave, or I get kicked out. And then I was like, boom, that was green light for me to go get drunk for that evening or for the next month or two. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I used that relationship as like, boom, oh, man, she made me mad. She, she said this hurt my feelings, so I got mad. I'm going to go drink. 
mm-hmm. you know. Um, <laughs> hindsight, I look at it and it's dumb, but in the moment, that was a legit reason. Yeah. And I would tell people about it, um, like <clears throat> anybody that would listen, like, man, she did this, she said this, and ma 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 ma, and cry and like, or not literally cry, but crying around, and then you know, drink. And then drink with somebody and then just vent to them and then vent to the next person, tell them the exact same thing, drink with them and say the exact same thing. That's uh, why I'm getting juiced, man. Yeah, that's why I'm getting juiced because of her. Man, F that, man. Yeah. <laughs> F that B and her whole family. <laughs> um, and just get drunk. So, yeah, that was one thing that I really used as an obstacle. And the other thing that I used as an obstacle, like, that was like a made up thing. Like I just didn't know how to be in a relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was kind of an ignorant part, ignorant thing to do. But I did use that as to um, keep me in my addiction, keep me using. Because there were spots, you know, I would stay sober three months, six months. And then I would start drinking again, which would lead to an argument. And then, you know, which would lead to a bender. <clears throat> Go off on a two, three, four, five month drunk and anyway, so the other thing was like an obstacle that I put in my head. Uh, and like you've talked about it before, Randy, is like, it's too hard. Yeah. This is too hard. You know? And it's like, but I didn't think about that part where, you know, I scrounge up as much change as I could, go to the coin store, and it'd be like 10 bucks, and I'd be all happy. Then I go over to the liquor store and buy, you know, I could buy a half a G for like $8. You know, I didn't take in that into account. You know, just going to a meeting at sun, Sunday, 7 p.m. That's too hard. Too hard. Um, being accountable, it's too hard. Having a sponsor, too hard. <laughs> Isn't that kind of crazy, like, how we come up with all these excuses to keep us from doing what we really want? Yeah. Like, in hindsight, like, I look at it, and I'm like, man, like, I was the fakest one of the bunch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. I'm I'm putting off this thing in my head, like, I'm cool, I got it all together, I don't have no problems. You know what I mean? But I was freaking faking the funk everywhere that I went. Mm, mm, mm. Breaking the funk, yep. And then it got to the point, like, where I'd be too sick to even try to get somewhere. Ugh. Where it was like, okay, I need some drinks or I need some dope. Like, I need something to think straight. And then in all reality, like, bro, that's how, that's what was destroying me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, <clears throat> once I got, like, a clear head and I started thinking about it, I'm like, man, like, I wish I did this sooner because I would be farther along now than I am today. Ooh, yeah. You know, like, I wouldn't say regret it, but I think there's a part of me that, like, looks back and, and I, I don't know what the word is if it's not regret. It's just kind of like. Just kind of a realization, like, man, I could have been doing this. Yeah. Like, this was easier than I thought. Yeah. And even now, like, I, I think about it, like, when I come across people, I'm like, man, like, imagine, and, and you just touched on it, like, I'm like, man, imagine, like, nothing kept you from, like, and I, I use myself as an example, but, like, nothing kept me from getting high, nothing kept me from getting drunk. Like, you were saying you counted all your change. You yep. went everywhere just to get that half a G. And that's the same mentality that I had. Yeah. 
was like nothing was going to stop me. If I was hungover, I didn't have a car, bro. I'd hit the highway. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, if I was on a res, like that's what I would do. Or I would scrounge up $20 and go get an overpriced bottle. Mm. Or if I'm coming down, man, I would roam the streets all night till I got my dope. Like it didn't matter if I go to the first dope house. There's nothing there, man. I go to the next one. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's nothing there. There's nothing in the whole town, then I go to the next town. Mm. Like, there are times, like, I remember, like, when I look back, I'm like, man, when the sun's coming up and I don't have my dope yet or nothing, and, the, and, and I'm still looking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but then when it came to sobriety, I'm like, man, like, I can't, I can't be sober. <laughs> I can't go through the hangover. I can't go through the come down. Like, I can't. Yeah. You know, there was all these cans that I placed in front of me. Mm. And that off, that was often bigger than me saying, okay, let's do this because I know it'll be better in the long run. Yeah. Yep. But, I, but that's what I would say is, like, I encourage people, like, man, like, take that same energy and then apply it in the right way, in the right direction. True. Yeah, I've told that to, I've told that to people, too. And kind of touched on one, something that JC's always saying, too, or said it before in the past, <clears throat> you know, the substance that causes the pain and the anguish, it, all of a sudden becomes the cure yeah. too for the hangover and everything. So that's kind of like that crazy duality to it. That's, that's what we do, though. I mean, that's, we come up with these rationalizations, these defense mechanisms, these cognitive distortions, you know, a.k.a. thinking errors yep. that we develop. And it, and it happens over a period of time. You know, we begin to learn how we can talk ourselves into stuff. And then, you know, um, like for me, I, there was nothing, like Randy said it already, there was nothing that kept me from using, um, you know, I've had somebody say, well, you're only succeeding now because you have to, yeah, right? You know, because I'm, I, I, I'm still on paper. Because right? you're on probation. Yeah, and all this and that. And I, and I, I got to be honest, I don't have to do Really? Yeah. yeah. Because th- that never stopped me before. No. Nah. Nope, I was on probation. I was I absconded from probation. I took off. Had the marshals looking for me. All that other good stuff. That never stopped me. Yeah. Um, going back to jail over and over, getting arrested in front of my kids, my family. Man, what an ugly thing to say. What's that? That you're only doing good because you have to. Yeah, because you have to. <laughs> yeah. And basically, I don't have to do anything. Just kind of, and you know, that reminds me of what you said earlier too. Is like, oh, you made me mad. Yeah. Now, yeah. Nobody can make you anything. Let's get that straight right now. You, we choose to have we we have we 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 choose our responses. We choose how we feel. Nobody can make us happy. Nobody can make us sad. Nobody can make us mad. You know all that other good stuff. But really, like, and for me, you know, all that being said, the one thing that I would have to say that was you know that huge, huge uh, barrier was. Was was I didn't? It was fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just say that it was fear, because I we've said this before too. You know, I knew what that misery was like. I didn't know what the other was like. Mm-hmm. So you kind of tend to stay where you know in the familiar, and and that's what I I, I kind of you know I knew what that was like, and I was really good. I was really good at lying to people. Um. Even though they could probably see see right through me, but the biggest thing was is I was lying to myself, and really I was full of shit. Mm. You know what I mean? I think that's the biggest realization, like for me, is like realizing like how full of crap I was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're like, bang, I really did that. I really 
like live like that? I really made those types of decisions. Yeah, for real. Like, you get so good at manipulating, but you manipulate yourself. Yeah, and start believing your own BS. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't that kind of it's kind of ugly when you think about it? Yeah, just ugly. Yeah, and I, and just I, deadly. And it's 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 crazy now because my mind is clear and I'm kind of. You know, I see a lot thing. I see I see things a lot more, you know, uh, clear headed, level headed, yeah. in a rational way. Mm. And I can see others who are out there who are doing that. And then I just, you know, I I can't help but say, man, I, I used to do that. I used to say things like that. When you see people using your old tricks on you, I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, yeah. And it, uh, yeah. I, as I uh, I said before too, is like we didn't write the book, but we definitely studied it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've also had people tell me, like, well, not to my face, but hear about it roundabout, like saying the only reason why you're sober is because you're on paper. Mm. And I always tripped out that people knew more about why I was sober or how I got sober more than I did. Yeah. Where, like, it became a lifestyle. It became second nature. Like, okay, at first I was obligated to stay sober, but then I found out how good sobriety feels. Yeah. And then I'm like, man, let me get this, like, you know? Let me get this sobriety. Because I didn't want to go to prison. I didn't want to go get back locked up. I didn't want to, I didn't want to die, like, you know? Could you touch on that? Well, that's, that's exactly what it is, is that you, you don't know. I can't speak for anybody, but I can speak for myself, right? Yeah. So, like, if somebody's going there, oh, Randy, you're just doing this because you're on paper or... So, Sai, you're just doing this because, oh, you got a job or, you know, whatever. Whatever the case may be, I'm just throwing stuff out there. Yeah. But for me, I, like I said, that, that stuff never, I'm not going to say it didn't bother me, but it didn't stop me either. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's one of those other false beliefs that I had that I put my personal value in what others had to say. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I could have more weight. And so, and so in the past. If they said something, if somebody came along and tried to manipulate me, you know, in the same way that I was doing, like, oh, you're just doing it because of this, that, and the other, then I would have thought, oh, well, maybe I am. Maybe this isn't real. Wow, yeah. what's the use? Let's, mm. go, let's go drink then. All right, come on, I'll buy. Let's get a you know, bottle let's then. Let's go get a bottle then. But now that I are know. Are you for reals? And they're handing you a bottle. Here, are you really? Don't drink it. Don't. Yuck, are you really going to drink <laughs> They're handing you the bottle the whole time. <laughs> and so that all comes together in the fact that now I realize that what I um, nobody can make me happy. Nobody can make me sad. Nobody can make me anything. I choose that. Mm-hmm. And I, I choose to be happy. I choose to be free. I choose to be a caring and loving individual. That's who I always was anyway. But I let that other stuff. I let that other stuff for whatever reasons. Namely... Shame and guilt and fear and all that other negative stuff. I let that take over, and and now it's like I, I, we are the ones who dictate our quality of life. We are the right. We are the creators of our own story. Yes. So I know that if that like when I was stuck in that mindset that I had to I had to be validated by other people. It's hard to get out of that. But when you, once you do, once you start realizing that, man, it's liberating. Yeah. It's like, man, you know what? I love you. But the things you say about me, 
are not true because I know me. Yes. And I don't have to believe that anymore. I don't need you for validation. God kept me here today for whatever reason. He helped me change my whole belief system. Everything, top to bottom, inside out, from the root to the fruit. And that's what I have to go on. And to have somebody else come in and say, well, you're just doing it because you're on paper. That that just slides right off my back because yep. I, I, I know where I'm at. Yes. And that, and that's that's the most important thing. And yes, you, we have relationships that... You know, we care about that other person, and they might still be in the throes of addiction. They might still be lost in that mental funk. Mm-hmm. But but there's nothing we can do about that. If we could change people, I'm pretty sure somebody would have changed me a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just, it, it's, it's a, I don't want to say it's a waste of energy, but it's just pointless. Mm. Yeah, and I think, <clears throat> as you were talking, I was just kind of thinking about, like, myself, like, Man, today, you know, I'm closing in on six years of walking the red road. Uh, I don't, like, I don't care. Let's go, baby. I don't care what anybody has to say about me, good or bad. You know, I don't care. Like, if I get a compliment, I thank you, you know. But, I mean, that doesn't, that that's not going to make or break my day. If they got something bad to say, you know, that's cool. All right, man, that's your opinion. That's not going to make or break my day because I got people in my corner that, you know, their words mean more to me than anybody. And I know they got my back. You know, I know they're rooting for me. So anybody outside of that circle has anything to say, good or bad or indifferent, I'm just like, yeah. You know, but I've had to get to that point. Um, <clears throat> I've had to work on that. I've had to build that circle. I've had to find out who's who's bad at bad at, <laughs> you know, who's real. And... You know, it's still it's still growing. That circle's still growing, and um, sometimes you know, got to put some people on the bench and make some substitutions. Call timeouts, like, hey man, why you got all these turnovers? You need to sit on the bench and rethink your role here, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, <laughs> you know, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, I said I think that's kind of that's that's dope to touch on too, because we can't allow other people's opinions to really bring us down or build us up. True. Because if we base it off of other people, then our experience doesn't really mean as much as them. Yeah. And really this life, like this life of sobriety is about you. Like one of the things that I always say, like my number one thing is I have peace now. Mm. Like I don't have to worry about nobody, nothing, as long as me and my household are good. Yeah. Like, man, that's all that matters because my ride or die is only seven years old and and I'm thankful. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm thankful today, like. Bro, like, she don't have to worry. Like, <clears throat> I keep saying like today, but I was going to ask you, like, were you at my at my lunch today? Because you're saying everything that I said, <laughs> you know? What lunch? Uh, no, I had a lunch with a friend today, and, <laughs> and everything that you were saying in your conversation today, I'm like, man, like, that's what I was talking about. Wow. Because I was encouraging my friend, like, to make right choices, you know? Like, to, to, to really... Um, to really seek sobriety and, and I was sharing my story and the things that kind of like what I valued, what allowed me to make better choices. Um, but it was really similar with, with everything that you were saying and I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> and I think you kind of brought up something that were like what, what I was going to touch on too was like, you know, outside of my circle, um, there's like, you know, outside that circle, people don't know 
what I go through day to day, you know, they don't know, even if, like, if especially these people that are outside of that circle, they probably don't listen to the podcast. So they don't know my work. They don't know what I'm doing. They don't know what I'm dealing with or anything. So if they got something to say, it's like, man, you don't even know. Yeah. You know, I just came across something that happened on, what was it, Friday. Um, and had to do with my youngest boy and stuff. And, uh, like, his grandma had something to say. And I was just kind of like, I, I want to take offense, but then I was just like, yeah, but she don't even know. She's talking out of pure ignorance. You know, just pure ignorance. Like, this lady don't even know me. Yeah. At all. Don't know my story. Don't know nothing. Don't know what I do on a daily. So I was just like, all right, yeah, okay, you can have that opinion. And I just, you know, I, I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. I, didn't, I just got my son headed out. I was just happy to see him, you know, and bound, we bounced and we had a good day. Just chilling and stuff, and uh, but I was, you know, I mean, I was happy. I was proud of myself for not saying anything, you know. The old me, been like, what, you know, WTF? You don't know, blah 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 blah. blah, blah you know, give her peace in my mind. Put her mind. in her place. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was about to cuss her out, <laughs> but I didn't want no trouble. <laughs> no, but uh, no, that's that. I just like, you know, I was like, wow, man. I was like, the old me would have said something, would have caused. The scene and blah 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 you know but <clears throat> um it's all good you know it's all good you know and just just keep moving forward and i just forgot about it after that you know after that like an hour or two later just forgot about it, just enjoying my kids and had a good time had a good rest of the weekend and then i just never thought of it i was like oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah that happened oh yeah that happened that's <clears throat> that's really an, a really an important point to make though as far as you know your your, your circle your trusted circle yeah you know, you want to be around like-minded individuals. If you want to drink around, you're, you know, birds of a feather, feather flock together, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to, if you want to succeed, you have to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Yep. And not only will you draw from their power, but they can draw from yours. And so, and it's tough too because you you want certain people. There are certain people that you care about, and you want them to succeed. You want them to be okay. You want them to be in that circle. But for whatever reason, they can't. They're un, they're unable to. I mean, I won't allow it because you have to have those boundaries. Because I I'm important. I'm an important person. You know, people care about me. And I you honestly, was kind. I, you I, was I, smart. I, I honestly believe that I'm important. still here because I have work to do. That's the only. That's the way I think of it. Yep. And so, in order to protect not only that, but myself, my my mental state, my physical state, my spiritual state, my emotional state, in order to protect that, I have to put certain people at arm's length and say, "Hey, this is what I'm doing." And I and I love what you just said too, Josiah. About man, you don't you don't know what I had to go through to get to this point. You don't know what I have to do to stay here. Mm-hmm. And it's not because. I have to. I don't have to do shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I do this because I choose to. This is how I want to be. This is how I want to be remembered. You know, that all that drinking and using and all that shitty stuff I used to do, that's just going to be a blip on the radar because in the end, the end, you know, you can't, you can't, what did I say that one time? You can't read one page of a book and expect to get the whole story. Yeah. Uh, and it's the ending that counts. It's the end. Yeah. And that's and what that, I'm striving for, the end game. That's kind of what I was talking about when I was saying, like, did you, were you part of my lunch? Because 
That's what I was encouraging. This guy was like, man, your choices that you make today determine your future. Yeah. The choices that you decide right now, you can either determine if you live a life that you're trying to get out of for the Mm -hmm. rest of your life, or you can continue to make the right decisions and and have something like, and and I pointed to my daughter because she was there, you know, like Mm -hmm. she's never like, as far as I remember, like she hasn't seen me drunk. She hasn't seen me high. She did, but she was too young. Yeah. You know, like I pray that she don't remember those times of my life, but, but, but like realizing like now, man, like the realest one in my corner is my seven year old, Mm -hmm. you know? And Uh that's who like, that's like my driving force. My motivation is like to continue to make right choices so that she doesn't have to fight the demons that I don't conquer. Is that, you know? Yeah, Yeah. 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 Like if I choose not to fight that, like if I don't defeat sobriety today, then mm-hmm. she has to fight addiction. Yeah. Like it becomes her fight and she never signed up for that. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like she never did. Um yeah. so that's you know, like that's where I was coming at. Yeah, that they they in a lot of those programs they'll teach you they have they have some basic truths in life. One is, you know, life isn't fair. It's yeah. how we deal with it that matters. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> but one of them, the another one is, is that I, and we use I statements, is I am where I am because of the choices that I made and nothing else. Mm. Yep. But that can go hand in hand with where I'm at today isn't a reflection of who I am. It's who I was yesterday. So if I'm doing good, I did good yesterday. And if I keep going, God knows where I'll be tomorrow. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. That's and, good. And so we have, to, we have to constantly strive for that improvement because I'm not perfect. I'd be the first one to tell you, man, I make a lot of mistakes. I'm a human being. That's why I don't like, you know, getting all self-righteous and uh, sanctimonious. My, one of my favorite words. I like that word. <laughs> But you know, you know what I mean. Saved like, and sanctimonious. But 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 I, I get I get so <laughs> get so passionate about how I'm living my life that I want others that I care about to to be in there too. They're like, man, this is better than what that was. Yep. But and so I do. I I mean, I like I said, you know, last podcast, I have to work on my delivery. I have to work on how I the most effective way to reach people because I still got those same kind of. Um, bad habits, right? So I'm, you know, I got to work on that. But I mean, it's just, I really, really, I really want everybody to succeed because of, you know, we've heard, we always talk about cliches, but this is the big one too. It's like, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. Because man, I was a POS. Mm-hmm. I was a drunk, slobbering, pissing your pants POS. Me too. And so, if here I am, I know I'm holding, I got, I'm holding a job. I got a vehicle. I got a car. Yeah. Ten years ago, if you would have said you have your own car in your name with full insurance and it's free and clear and paid for and it's a decent ride, I would have said, yeah, right. Because, yeah. you know, nobody <laughs> would even trust me to, you would, you would have never trusted me to take your car. I'd never come yeah. back. <laughs> You'd have to catch I think me. we're in the same boat because I never had a car either. And, and that, that, that and the, for normies, as Josiah says, for normal people, that's, that's oh, uh, why should we give you credit for something yeah. that, you know, you're supposed to be doing anyway. But, hey, my life isn't like that. My life was never like that. Yeah. So, for me, that's a huge thing. And I have yeah. to, and, I'm, and now I'm willing to say, take that step back and say, you know what? Man, me and my friends, me and my homeboys, 
the, the White Eagle Toxin Circle were, were doing good things. A lot of people are going to use their defense mechanisms. A lot of people are going to use their own low self-worth, their own low self-esteem, their own uh, negative self-image to try to bring that down because it's threatening to them. Yeah. But, 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 but now I know I, I, I don't have to allow that. I don't have to let that go. I mean, I, I mean, I can let it go and say, okay, well, never mind what I used to do. This is what I'm doing today. Yes. Yeah, because that's not you. That the, the person, the POS, you know, the drunk, pissed his pants, all that. That's not you. Yeah. That's not you today. Um, one thing that um, <clears throat> come to mind as you guys were talking, uh, it, you know, as in, I think I shared the story. I was 2015, drinking half a G every day. My cousin went to my sponsor. And all he said was, you know, he's not done. Uh, shout out. Rest in peace, Chad Newbreast. Uh, he's the one. I'd said those things that he's not done. He's not going to quit until he's end up in prison or end up in prison, killed somebody, or he's in the hospital. And then my cousin came back and told me that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you. And then I went to <laughs> I went to detox and stuff, you know. So he kind of sparked that, uh, sparked that um, getting back into recovery, starting to walk the red road. <clears throat> um, so I look back and, like, when I put those obstacles and stuff in the way – uh, leaned on my character defects and stinking thinking, the wrong kind of thinking. I leaned on those things because I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. And I wasn't ready to be done. I wasn't ready to be done punishing myself, putting myself through hell. Like, I wasn't done. And then when I was finally done, you know, the term sick and tired of being sick and tired, I was there. I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was just like, oh, man, this can't be life. I can't live my life like this. You know, this this sucks. You know, just living my life to get half a G's and drinking by myself and jamming out to music. Like, uh, I was like, this can't be life. This is this is pretty shitty life. <laughs> it is, huh? Yeah, With it no sucks. Point. Yeah, it sucks. It's like terrible and then i was like man i need to get help you know and people were you know hollering at me and you need to get it together you need to get your ass together blah 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 uh anyway so yeah it's like those people that keep put up those made up obstacles um things are making things obstacles they're not done uh they're not done using they're not done drinking they're not done screwing up their lives so it's hard it's hard to see someone go through that and, um, you know, all we can do is, like, show some love um, but not enable and pray for them. Uh, there's a lot of people I'm praying for right now that are not done. Yep. Maybe even do a Daniel fast. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> Christians fighting. Yeah. We just got to learn how to get out of our own way. True. That, that's so true. Like, that was my biggest obstacle was, like, realizing like what was best for me but not going after it yeah and then like i look back now i'm like man i wasn't done like i wasn't done until it hurt so bad that i realized like man there was no out nowhere else to go like i either continue doing what i'm doing and end up dead because i couldn't lose anymore yeah does you know like i couldn't lose anymore i'd lost everything at that point yeah um so I would continue in my use until I was dead and just join my friends that got on before me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
So that's really where I was headed. And then I realized, like, man, like, I don't want to end up like that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's still a lot of life to live. And then now, like, almost seven years later, I'm like, man, I look back and I'm like, and I'm so glad I never gave up. Like, I'm so glad that in those times when it was hard for me to keep going and keep, keep working on my sobriety, like, I continue to choose the right thing. Yeah. No matter how bad of a day I was having. No matter how bad of a week I was having, no matter, like, man, there were times, like, where I couldn't find a job, but I would still keep stepping in the right direction, like, and then realizing, like, man, everything, like, now that I'm on the other side, I, like, look at it, and I'm like, man, none of that stuff stopped me. Like, I overcame everything, and I'm not saying that, like, in a prideful way, but it's like, I look at it, and I prove to myself, like, how tough I really am, you know? Yeah, you're real tough. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, I seen you. <laughs> I seen your facial expression when I said that. <laughs> but like, no, I mean, I feel though. Yeah. But like, to 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 when life happens, like realizing, like, bro, like, there's an overcomer inside of me. Yes, not there is. that I'm better than anybody else, but mm. I'm better than my circumstance that I'm facing. Yep. And then once I realized, like, man, I was in my own way. Like, man, I chased it with everything that I had. Like, I realized, like. For me, it was different because I had a little one. Like, I was a single parent, and I would look at her, and she would be like, man, like, she doesn't expect nothing from me. Mm-hmm. All she wants is me. Yep. You know, so I owe her the best of me. And I realized, like, if I was drunk or high, I couldn't give her the best of me. No. So that was my motivating factor. Like, I had to find something that motivated me to continue to keep going the right way. True. Is that it? One day at a time. Uh, Sweet Jesus. Uh, is all I'm asking from you. <laughs> no, just that one day at a time. Like like you said, you find that you need that motivation just to like go forward with that. And then like, you know, I had a counselor tell me, it's like, all you have to do is handle from when you wake up until you go to bed. That's it. I was just like, Phew. I was like, what? For real? Mind blowing. Like, I was, for real, that's all I have to do. And I was like, that's that's really all I have to do. Every day, as soon as I wake up, I just got to handle from that moment until it's time to go to bed. Even, like, right now, from this moment when we're recording until it's time to go to bed today, that's all I have to handle. Because uh, me, I'm usually left to my own devices. I'm in the future or I'm in the past. Uh, cringing about this, cringing about that, or planning that next party, that next drink, blah, 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 whatever, just future tripping what if this what if this what if this what if this or making up scenarios in my head and hurting my own feelings and going and drinking (laughs) some drinking over something that didn't even happen (laughs) just in your head (laughs) just in my head man i did that so many times and that i guess that's another obstacle too yeah like future tripping future tripping and then like making up this whole scenario uh getting all suspicious in my relationship and uh, starting an argument over that suspicion that i made up in my head and then going and drinking for two months. <laughs> I, I've I get, done that. Yeah, like um, just coming up with conspiracy theories about yourself and scaring. And oh, I do that all the time, and I, you know, it scares me. I scare myself. <laughs> yeah, I talk myself into thinking like, oh man, this is going to happen, and that's going to happen. Then this is going to happen, and I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait a minute, Hold chill, on. chill out, man, relax. Um, Hold up. And you said something, and I was gonna, I wanted to talk about it but i forgot what you said but um living in the talking? past i was talking about living in the past oh yeah yeah. yeah 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 so i mean what do they say you one foot in the past and one foot in the future you're just pissing on today yep yep 
And yeah, I, I <laughs> like I, I said before too, there'd be times and I'll be laying there just about to fall asleep and then some ugly memory comes up and I just kind of, <gasps> oh my God, I can't. Oh, I, you know, I was going to say earlier that I, I, I am better than one person and that's that POS I used to be. Yep. I'll tell you that. True that. True that. And I, that's, that's something I have to go on. Yeah. And, and as far as talking about, <laughs> holy cow, you're going to break something. <laughs> I'm acting like JC over here, <laughs> smacking <laughs> things around. Don't hit your head. <laughs> knock something over. But yeah, just trying to be better than the person you were yesterday. And, um, and I was thinking about, you know, this weekend at Big Sky State Games, it's like the Montana Olympics. A lot of things going on. I remember that was a party weekend for me. You know, that was, you know, there's parties going on. Go to the bar and hang out with people or softball fields, whatever. And I was just seeing, you know, a couple pictures of, like, on social media. I won't say who, but, you know, like, partying or they're in the bar or something. And when I see those pictures, I was like, oh, man, it just makes me cringe. Like, not for them, but, like, because of the hangover, I'm not going to say. (laughs) Man, they old, too, man. They old. Do I know them? (laughs) <laughs> They're mutual friends. Yeah. No, bro. I was sitting at a birthday party yesterday, and I was thinking that exact same thing. Yeah, just that hangover. Ugh. Like, bro, imagine like sitting in hundred degree heat and you're freaking hungover. Ugh. Or a half shot. Yeah. Just greasy. Wondering Ugh. why people are looking at you all weird and you're half shot, and you're like, dog, you were the, you were the one that wasn't normal. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey. See now that's that start get my mind racing, and then I start cringing. Oh, oh man, what a! But, but that's not who we are. That's not who we have. We weren't created to be like that. No, we weren't made to be miserable. We are. We were made to be happy and joyous and loving and kind and empathetic and helpful towards one another. Mm-hmm. That's who we are. I mean, that's just it's because we're social animals, yeah. and you don't. The species won't survive if you know you, everybody was created to be selfish. That's kind of my little take on all that. Um, I can, and that's like the whole like the mainstream society. You've brainwashed a lot of us to think that we're just here to get our slice of the pie. Yeah. You know? you know what I'm thankful for, man? Like, I'm thankful I'm not the uncle that's drinking with all the kids. Yep. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Remember, like, when I was growing up, I always seen, like, these older people, and I'm like, man, like, thinking that was kind of cool. And then yeah, now when I look back. Cool. Yeah, and then now I'm like, man, like, they're still doing the same thing. And I'm like, man, like, not to be judgmental, but I'm like, man, I'm so thankful that I'm not out there with my nephews and my niece. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, not out there partying with my family, like. God forbid, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not that uncle that's buying for everybody. Buying everybody, still acting like I'm young, freaking running around the bars. I know. Like for me, you know? Yeah. I know, like. Still trying to get jiggy with it? (laughs) 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 Fresh Prince over here. Fresh Prince. They don't say that anymore? Acting acting cool with my late 90s, early 2000s slang. (laughs) They don't say that anymore? Nah. Oh. Yeah, I get weird looks from these kids, and I say, "Oh, for sure." Like what? <laughs> 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 from the nineties? Hell yeah! 
No, but it, it's crazy because I do like I look at my nephews and I'm like, man, I like I, I wouldn't party with you. Yeah. Like you know, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't click, man. Two different generations for me. Yeah, I don't like the music they listen to. Yeah. No, uh, that brought up this thing that I uh, wanted to share tonight was like, you know, I've heard it numerous times from elders uh, coming up. And even, you know, when I was in my addiction, some, some of my elders sat me down and told me this. Said that, uh, you know, these alcohol and drugs, but they're talking more about alcohol because that's, you know, that's my drug of choice. Like saying, it's not for us. Be wasted. It's not ours. Yeah. We didn't make it. It's not for us. So, therefore, we shouldn't use it. You know, and like today, that makes so much sense to me. You know, just seeing, because I'm looking back at all the decimation that it's done to our people. Yeah, it's not for us. Um, and that's how they seen it. So that's why they didn't drink anymore. Yeah, that's why they didn't use it. And they're just trying to impart that knowledge on me, but I didn't get it. I was just like, you know, at that time, I was just like, well, I'm not weak like you, is what I was thinking. Yeah, the touch. Yeah, yeah, the touch, man. I can still sip and have a career. I can still sip and have a family. I can still sip. This is what it did to you guys. It's not going to do it to me. And I had that mentality, and that was terrible. And all the things they warned about it, warned me about, and like, I went and I did all of those things. Fell right into that whole thing. Um, so when we say these things about giving our own experience, strength, and hope, it's not just to be talking. We're talking from experience. And now, I, today, I understand that. Isn't that crazy how that's such the exact opposite of how it was? Like, oh, you're just, you're just weak. I'm strong. Yeah. But yet, it's the exact opposite. Yeah. It is the exact opposite. And another thing I wanted to touch on, too, is a little bit more that, you know, that junkie pride was, you know, glorifying that lifestyle. Yeah. And, you know, because we, uh, we see a lot of it um, on, you know, media. Yeah. Say, you know, videos and movies and all these celebrities. And now kids got Tic Tac and all this other stuff. Tic Tac? Oh, yeah. Tic Tac. He is on the touch. They got all these face pages. Yeah. <laughs> on my book. On my book, yeah. But anyway, you know, so, I mean, they, they're... On instant photos. They're on. They're always on. <laughs> <laughs> so playing that fork knife <laughs> <laughs> all these kids playing that fork knife i don't understand them. <laughs> but you know so i mean like glorifying that lifestyle and then um because that that to me was a defense mechanism as well you know, like, oh, let's listen to the music and we can party and we can, have, you know, we can do all this and we're dancing and we're having fun. And then it gets into, you know, violence, you know, let's go scrap or, you know, let, you know let's get into yeah. a fight. You know, let's treat women like this and women are this and that or else, you know, um, oh, and then, you know, it goes with that, that prison mentality, too. Like, because I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you, prison is a messed up place to be. Mm. I wanted to use a stronger word, but I don't have my censor button queued up. So, um, so, and I've talked to people. I've actually done time with people who have been to some of the worst prisons in the United States. And almost to the man, when I ask them, because I know I, I was picking their brains, you know. Yeah. Because I wanted to figure out, like, 
Yeah. Figure out what makes us click, you know, right? So yeah. I always ask him, so if you had the the opportunity to say choose, would you choose that, that hard life to where, you know, you get that respect inside, you know, behind the walls? Or would you choose this, you know, this softer, as they say, prison? And then they would say, hey, no, I, I would rather do this. Yeah. This is peaceful. And... So I mean, they 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 ultimately told the truth, right? But when you get yeah. out of there, then you have then we glorify that. Remember, we were talking about Chris Rock's um, stand up saying uh, he was talking about black men, but I think it holds true for natives too. Is that they get more respect coming out of prison than they would if they graduated college? Yeah, yeah. And that's we got to change that. We got to. There's something wrong with that thinking. That is so irrational. That is so messed up. Now we see, and then, you know, these youngsters, they see that and they see these guys coming back, these men and women coming back from prison. Well, that's my uncle. That's my older brother. That's my, you know, such and such. That's my dad. You know, he, he came back and he's a badass and blah, 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 and all this and that. Yeah. So that's what I want to do. That's how I have to get my respect in life. But that's a false, it's a false belief. Yeah. Because it it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable and it's not conducive to where our people ought to be today. Yeah. yeah. A lot of brokenness. And, and that's another word that came up too. Like like Randy was saying, I couldn't lose anymore. Like for me it was like I don't I didn't think I could be any more broken. Yeah. Like Yo. just shattered. Mm-hmm. And I, and I didn't know that I would ever be able to come back from that. But then I put myself, I, like, like I said, I got out of my own way. And I asked a higher power, you know, I need, this is what I need. This, this is what I want. This is what I need. I mean, you know more than me. So can you help me? And then, boom, it's like these little tiny miracles started happening every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I was talking to somebody this morning, and she was saying that. She was talking about, like, it's kind of funny when you pray for things like God doesn't package in the way that you picture it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, like, bro, like, I remember leaving uh, Wyola, and all I had was a pair of jeans, mm-hmm. two white T-shirts, mm-hmm. and a pair of socks. That Are were you wearing one of the white T-shirts now? <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, I remember that, and I remember, like, just being in this place of, like, man, I can't, like, I don't have nothing here. You know, yeah. I didn't have any like at the time I was, you know, whatever. I don't want to go into that, but I didn't have anything there no more. Mm-hmm. And I had no reason to stay there anymore. Mm-hmm. So I remember grabbing that, like changing clothes, taking a shower, changing clothes and then grabbing my bottle and then hitting the highway. Mm. And I was praying and I'm like, God, like, you know, I was I lost everything at that point. Yeah. And. It was about this time. It was like dark, you know? Yeah. It was after Crow Fair and end of summer and kind of the blues hit me or whatever. And I'm Crow like, Fair blues. I'm like, man, I got to go back home. I got to go back to Billings. Like, because at that time, I'd already been on the res like two, three years. And I was like, I got to make it home or whatever because I knew I would be better off here. But when I was walking away from Wyola, like, I was like, thank God, you got to help me change my life. Like, I can't do this mm. no more. Dude, like literally less than 24 hours, guess where I was? I was in jail on a probation violation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like I stayed at my homie's house like when I got to town. Um, and then I woke up the next morning and he was moving out because his wife had just died like 
about a week before. Oh, man. Um, so I was staying there, and this is the house that I always went to. Yeah. Like, that's where I could take my girlfriends. That's where, like, I could, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could take my bottle. I could take my dope. Like, man, then I had this little section in the basement, like, where I could kick it. Like, and then I remember waking up the next day on the couch, and and I still had, like, a half a bottle. I mean, it was a different one than the one that I left Wyola with, but I still had a half a bottle. And I was in there, and he's like, man, Randy, you can't do this. You can't continue to do this. Yeah. You can't live like this. And I remember thinking, like, man, if this guy is telling me, like, I can't do that, then I'm really in trouble. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, man. And he's like, you either help me, man, or get out of here. Like, I can't, you know, you can't stay here and drink. Yeah. You can't stay here and party. I'm like, all right. So I got up, and I left the Heights, man, and I made it all the way downtown. Yeah. And, dude, this is like seven, six, six, seven in the morning. Yeah. And, um. By 8 o'clock, I'm walking around downtown yeah. and run into my cousin. And mm-hmm. We go and buy two bottles, and we drink like half of one. And by then, I'm kind of getting juice. Next thing you know, man, cop runs my name. I give him a fake name and fake birth date. And I walked across the street, and I almost made it away, man. He's <laughs> like, hey. Man, it was on from there, you know, but I was too drunk, and he got me. You took off? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, I was too drunk, like. But he ended up throwing me in a, in a, uh, what he kept me there and threw me in the back of the cop car. And less than 24 hours later, bro, like I was in jail on a probation violation. Yeah. Like, you know, uh-huh. and that's the way that God answered my prayer. Yep. Like, I, something, you got to do something. I'm tired of living like this. And then yeah. I met him in jail and I'm like, over. And he, uh-huh. Like, but it was like one o'clock in the afternoon, but I remember and I was like trying to sleep and I'm like, man. I'm here, but I could, I, I was like, like there was a sense of relief. Yep. Because I knew that it was the beginning of the end. Word. You know? I, 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 I like that because you, when, when you, when earlier on in my, my spiritual journey, my spiritual walk, I always had this thing like, if, if God didn't answer my prayers right away, then he wasn't listening. Yeah. Like, you know, I was so wrapped up in that instant gratification. But it's important, yeah, I, I like how you said, you know, it doesn't give you the things the way you, you would expect them to be, like not in the package that you would want. But I think sometimes, you know, the, I'll, I'll bet you, I mean, I would bet dollars to donuts that pr- some of my prayers were answered immediately. Yeah. Like if I was sitting there and I was saying, I was praying, you know, you got to help me. Maybe one of my old drinking partners was on his way and then got sidetracked and then went to, you know, went somewhere else. Yeah. Or something like and something I didn't even know yeah. about. True. But, but and then I think it's also important to remember that it's a process. Like, you know, they always say there's that saying that God won't give you anything that you can't handle. Yeah. And we kinda tend to always think of negative things, you know, like you know, life life on life terms. These these things that happen to everybody. But I also think that it goes with good things too, right? Yeah. If I prayed for a million dollars ten years ago and he gave me a million dollars I wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah. Yep. And who else, who, who, who knows who else I would have took with me? Yep. So, I mean, that, so to anybody that's listening and you're just now starting out and, you know, you know, have faith in, in your prayers and know that God knows what's best for you. And then you can use that, you know, um, how, whatever, however you come to terms with that, you know, with your, your higher power. Um, but 
that that prayer is a powerful thing. I've seen it. Oh yeah, and I just wanted to give this little thing too. Like, <clears throat> um, I wanted to get out of cubicle land. I was miserable there. I think it partially kind of uh, contributed to my addiction because it was like so miserable. <laughs> um, so I got my resume, updated my resume, and I just said it out loud. I said, God, I want some. I want to do something different. I said, I'm gonna go do something else. I said, I want to help people. And then I shot it out. Boom, boom, boom. And I wrote emails and I just shot it out. And then, man, within like a week later, I got a call back to have some coffee. I said, all right, cool. Went and sit down. And I was like, you want this job? And I was like, oh, dang, hell yeah. You know? And it was just kind of like that. You guys made me remember that. Like, just that answered prayer. Like, I didn't know what it was going to be. But I was down to leave, you know? I was down to bounce, man. I just had enough. I know what that's like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true that. <clears throat> um. So yeah, it's like God has a plan, and God is in control, and that's refreshing to me. It's like for far too long before I started walking the red road, I wanted to be in control. I felt like I had to be in control. I had to plan out everything. I was real Type A, bro, hardcore Type A. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I was just like, um, today I can just be chill. I can step back and let. Let God do his thing. And just all I got to worry about is my own actions. I got to worry about responding. That's it. So if somebody comes at me sideways or somebody comes at me happy, I can respond to that situation. It don't matter. That's, that's another liberating thing, too, kind of going back to what I was saying about, you know, we're, we're, we dictate our own story. We are the creators of our own. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with... Our higher powers help, but, you know, it's just liberating to know that if I don't want to be, I don't have to be miserable. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. What'd you say there? Power? Oh, there's power, power, wonder working power in the blood. In the blood. Of the land. Of the land. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I got power. <laughs> it's getting, it's getting, it's getting, getting kind of heavy. heavy. It's getting, getting it's getting, getting, it's getting kind of heavy. <laughs> All right, man. All right, that's cool, man. That was a good topic, and I think we beat that one to death, too. But it's all good, man. You guys brought it. You guys brought that fire this evening with 102 degrees outside. We're bringing the fire in here. Um, So it's all good, man. I appreciate you guys bringing your perspective. I always learn something, for sure. And I love listening to our episodes because I always learn something. I'm like, I miss something in person. I start daydreaming or thinking about you guys triggered or memory or something. But anyway. With that, we'll move on over to our speak on it. And with that, <laughs> we're good. All right, all right, all right. So we'll get into our speak on it. DJ, why don't you hit me with that B? Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. On it. And it, bro. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. All right, we're here in the Speak On It, episode 38, and we're going to talk about some of the some of the bodies that they recovered from the Carlisle Industrial Indian School, and 
because there's an article in the Indian Country today, July 17th, and the title of the article is Now They're Home. I'm just going to read a little bit of it, and then I'll get you guys reflections or perspective on it. So, Mission, South Dakota, nine ancestors taken from the Dakota to attend Carlisle Indian Industrial School in Pennsylvania were brought home Friday with prayer and ceremony. The children departed from Whetstone Bay more than 140 years ago, forcibly removed from their families and stripped of their language, culture, and traditions to attend a government-run boarding school with new European names. Um, they returned this week after being disinterned from unmarked graves for a final journey home. And it has their government name and their native names here. I was going to read their native names. It was Blue Tomahawk, Little Hawk, Pretty Eagle, Bear Paints Dirt, White Thunder, Swift Bear, Brave Bull, and Roaster. Um, all were returned to their Lakota homelands in South Dakota. Uh, the children were among more than 100 who died while attending the notorious boarding school and marked the fourth time since 2017 that remains were found at Carlisle have returned to their homelands. Now they're home with the relatives. Russell Black Bear, Black Pipe Tribal Council representative said Friday at the ceremony to retrieve the remains. It is sad it is a sad occasion, yet it's really powerful and historical for our people. We are really fortunate to be able to do this ceremony. And I, for one, watched some footage of the ceremony that they did, and they brought these boxes of the remains into the building, and they're singing, and every time they brought a box in, you know, women were luluing, and, it, you know, lump in my throat, and... I some tears came out. It was a, uh, it was, I don't know. It was sad, but then I was like, I'm glad they're able to make it home finally after 140 years, and and they were gonna, and I was just like, that's just you know the tip of the iceberg for what's gonna be uncovered by our homegirl walks the red road, Deb Holland's investigation, and with that, I'll open it up to you guys. Any thoughts on what? The article, or have you guys seen any footage or anything? No, I, I remember reading something about it. Uh, I didn't see any of the, like you said, the footage, but I will have to say that that's a powerful thing. That's, I'm, I'm, again, it's it's sad. I mean, man, I wish those kids didn't have to go through that. Yeah. But they're home now, and I can just think of, you know, we talk about the seen and the unseen. I think in the unseen that they're they're rejoicing. You know, I think their their spirits are finally going to be at rest. Mm. And I was just thinking, you know, um, like you said, this is going to be just the tip of the iceberg. There yep. are so many from so many different tribes. Yep. And I was just wondering, like, so it's going to be horrible to find out how many are actually in unmarked or mass graves outside these boarding schools. But then I got to thinking, well, traveling was hard back then. Yep. And if you're going from, say, the Great Plains all the way back to Pennsylvania, that's a trip, right? Yeah. And, you yeah. know, we, we know just from the history that's been written about these these settlers coming this way, the colonialists coming this way, that they often died on en route. Yep. So I'm just kind of wondering, like, man, how many didn't even make the trip? 
Yeah, exactly. And where are they? Um, but I, and I, it, when I think about it like that, you know, I really want to get into this negative state of mind, but I'm trying to, trying not to, because I, I really honestly believe that it's a good thing, despite all the, the, the messed up stuff that had to happen. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm glad that they, they, they made it back. And it also kind of brings to mind too, like the, um, the, all the museums all over the world have remains mm. of native people yep, and artifacts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they took those, uh, back when they could just thought they'd be probably a lot of them still do, you know, think they could just take whatever they wanted. Yep. And then put them in a museum. Um, so, yeah, I'm just glad for the, I'm glad for them. Yep, so. They're home. I mean, I I echo that that same thing too. Like, I haven't really dug into it yet much, um, other than what Josiah read and just seeing a few of the reports online, seeing a few, you know, yeah, um, the few Facebook posts and Instagram posts and. But I haven't really looked into it. But when I think about it, I'm like, man, like it, it, it's it's a crazy time that we're in because we're starting to see a lot of this. What I believe, I believe um, that God is allowing a, a lot of these things to be overturned yeah. because and, and I always reminded of the Bible, like when Cain killed Abel and God asked him, like, where's your brother at? And I'm paraphrasing, but he goes. Um, my my brother's keep yeah, and then he and he goes this right because the blood of your brother is crying out to me from the ground, yeah, from the rocks. You know, like yeah. so. I believe that the blood of of our people, um, Native Americans, Blacks, Hispanics, like they're all being uncovered right now, and it seems like at a higher rate than previously. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and we just passed like. Uh, Fourth of July, mm-hmm. and what happened on Fourth of July again? There was something major that happened then too, but I can't remember right now. But I believe that it's God's ju- like the justice of God that's happening, yeah, because He's allowing this stuff to be overturned and 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 really dealt with at this moment in time, so that we can move toward healing. And yeah. I think I think it's awesome for. I mean, I really hate to use that word in this kind of thing, but like I think it's awesome that they're able to take their people home where they really belong so they can rest yeah. in peace. Yeah, it is an awesome thing. Like, uh leaves you in awe. And <clears throat> and I found myself, like, because of our podcast and because of the conversations that we've had here on air and off air about, you know, this, we have to move towards healing, uh, just speaking with other natives in this community, in Bellings, Bellings, when they're all hyped about this, I geared the conversation toward, well, you know, this is going to bring on a great healing for yeah. all of us. Um, there's nothing like we can't retaliate. We can't, we, there's nothing. We can't we, remain bitter. Yeah, we can't, we can't hang on to that. That's just going to cause more decimation within our own people. So we got to move the conversations toward healing. And that's what I've been doing with every person that's been like, did you see that? Ma, 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 ma. And they're pissed and they're like, we need to march. We need to bring in horses and ma, we need to burn these churches down. Ma. You know, I run to people like that that are talking like that, and I was like, you know what? That's not that's not what we need to do. I said, it's not the answer. It's like 
with all this information that's going to come up with this investigation that Deb Holland has launched, we need to use that to heal. It's like, okay, man, let's bring these, let's bring these babies back to their homelands and let's bury them here, have a proper ceremony for them, and then let, let the healing begin. Let's, let's heal and understand that then the broader mainstream society will understand what what we what we have to put up with what we're dealing with here yeah. you know the brokenness that we've come from um and then the healing on both sides you know like the cross community reconciliation you know the dream of that can start um flourishing um where people have more understanding of us i want to read something it says um which is kind of crazy because America's like a deemed like a Christian nation and, and stuff, which I, I believe that it is. It has it in theology. It's it's awesome, but in order for um, mainstream society to realize what we've been walking through, and not to say that our plight has been tougher than anybody else's, I believe that every race had it tough. Um, but it says white Christianity suffers from a bad case of Disney princess theology. As each individual reads scripture, they see themselves as the princess in every story. They are Esther, never Xerxes or Haman. They are Peter, never Judas. They are their woman anointing Jesus, never the Pharisee. They are the Jews escaping slavery, never Egypt. For citizens of the most powerful country in the world who enslave both native and black people, to see itself as in Israel, not Egypt, when studying scripture is a perfect example of Disney princess theology and it means that as people in power they have no lens for locating themselves rightly in scripture or society and it has made them blind and utterly ill-equipped to engage issues of power and injustice it is some very weak bible work Mm. and Erna Kim Hackett was is the one credited for for saying that um But I think like a lot of the arguments for this has always been that natives and blacks and all these races, they have to get over it. But in order for us to get over what happened to not only our people or people that we're connected to, yeah. it's like we have to reveal it so we can heal it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like the problem has to be revealed before you can heal it. And I believe that we're headed in the right direction at no point in time am I saying like hate all white people. At no point in time am I saying that we need to, you know, do the same thing to you that you did to us. Um, we can't. No. We, we can't respond in that way. Like, it, it, But we have to realize, like, yo, like, man, this stuff happened. But let's allow ourselves to walk through a time of healing. For sure. So that we can rightly position ourselves in the next history. Yep. And, like, on that note, I know that revealing it will heal it. Just because, like, I've been able to do that. You know, yeah. I talk about the trail of destruction that I left behind in my addiction. I talk about it all the time. You know, every chance I get when I'm asked to come in and tell my story, give my testimony, boom, I do it. Because I know the more I'm able to share freely of my story and my, my trials, my tribulations, that it's going to be more healing for me. You know, where when I was first, when I was first in recovery, my trail of destruction was... When I told my story, man, the sting was like at 100%. You know, now when I tell my story and I talk about my trial destruction, the sting's at like, what, 5%. You yeah. know, just because I, 
that healing in that process of sharing it and talking about it, you know, in a good, healthy manner and not holding grudges and not holding those resentments, letting that go and forgiving, forgiving, forgiving is huge. Forgiving is a process. Definitely a process. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to be like, oh, you stole $20 from me. Cool. I forgive you. Uh, no, it's going to be like, oh, I'm going to watch you, man. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. keep my eye on you, you know? Like, I think forgiveness is something that needs to be done every day. Oh, for sure. Um, I know for me, that's always been the problem. Like, not, not the problem, but that's always been the, you know, I think I forgive somebody and then I run into them and then it comes to test. Yeah. And it just comes oh, back no, up. I guess I didn't forgive them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a um, process, man. Definitely. Yeah, so it's like something that I try to practice all the time. And I'm not perfect at it, bro. Like, but it, And I don't expect anybody else to be perfect at it, but... At the same time, like I said, man, we can't afford to become who oppressed us. Yeah, that's you know, definitely not we can't do to them what they did to us. Like, yeah, that's not the way it goes. <clears throat> they walk in the red road. We always hear, uh, "Forgive the unforgivable." Oof. And man, when I think when when I think about that, it's like, well, how do how do I do that? What goes into that? And you guys both said it already. It's a process and. Sometimes you have to do it again every day. Yep. Sometimes you can forgive and, you know, and then that forgiveness is enough. But sometimes you have to do it all the time. And it's, it's important for the one who is forgiving, not the one who is forgiven. Yep. Yep. Because when we have those, those seeds of, of negativity yeah, and resentment and, and, and hate and, and all this other stuff that, you know, this hurt, this pain, when we have those seeds in there and we don't completely uh, clean those out on a regular basis, then they'll grow. It's like a cancer. You have to get rid of the entire cancer. Otherwise, it comes back. Mm -hmm. And that's not, you know, that, again, that's not conducive to uh, healing. And that's what we need to do. In order to be who we are, we have to have the opportunity to heal. And if somebody comes along and says, well, you just need to get over it, <laughs> well, you know, you just I, need to shut up. I I, I can't <laughs> I can't get over it because whether you realize it or not, these things are perpetuating today. Exactly the effects of them. And even like you know, it's even starting to be proven through science, epigenetics. You know, like what our ancestors go through. It's like wrote written down in their DNA, and then it's in us too. So like, we'll react to a situation like, well, why did I do that? Why did I react to that situation? It's because of that trauma that um, our grandparents, our great-grandparents experienced. And that's proven today through epigenetics. If you don't know what epigenetics it is, check it out. It's very um, kind of lengthy. And it's good stuff, though. It, yeah. it, it, I, I was kind of blown away about it because um, I always hear the, the word historical trauma. Yeah. And I, I got kind of, I mean, I understood that concept. But then reading up on epigenetics, it was like, yeah, that's okay. So now it, now it has a, a, a base in, in evidence-based. Evidence-based. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but we have to be able to, we have to be able to forgive. We have to be able to heal. Mm-hmm. And the one of the best ways, and I think the most. Um, the easiest ways, going back to what we were talking about earlier, is to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Yeah, true that. 
And because, you, you know, you don't have to white knuckle it. You don't have to be by yourself. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the rooms, you know, because um, everybody there is on the same struggle. And just surround yourself that people that are walking the red road that are thriving for striving for recovery from addiction. And I think um, <clears throat> one of the hugest things, the biggest lessons that I've had to learn in forgiveness is uh, forgiving myself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and that's when I learned it was a process because I had to take an honest look at myself and look at my trial destruction, all the people I hurt, all the things I did, and start forgiving myself for that. And one thing that really helped me was that, you know, I know that Creator God forgave me. You know, before I even asked for forgiveness, Creator God already forgave me. And I was just like, all right, man, I'm going to run with this. Even though, and even though I'm not feeling like I'm forgiving myself, I'm just going to keep telling myself I forgive myself for this, I forgive myself for that. Um, and that's part of that, um, you know, the cliche, fake it till you make it. You know, it's like you just keep doing it and just keep forgiving yourself even though you don't feel forgiven. You just get to that point where, like, oh, yeah, I did forgive myself. And that sting, that guilt and shame of what you did, it's less and less and less and less and less. And that's how I gauge it that I am. Okay, I am forgiving myself. You know, there's some things I can talk about today where early on in recovery, I talk about them and I cry. Get all choked up because that shame and guilt was so strong. But today I can talk about it freely because I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to help somebody, hopefully. You know? That's the other beauty of it, too, is... I I really, you know, just because of my, um, the way I am, and kind of like how Randy was saying, I'm not really introverted, but it takes me a while to trust people. Yeah. And one, But, you know, once you get to hanging out with me for a while, you're going to think, man, this guy was real quiet when I met him, and now he won't shut up. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> he's, he's crazy. There's something wrong with this dude. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? You know, I got an off button? <laughs> yeah. Because I just, you know, just off the wall. I mean, that's my personality. That's who I, that's who I am. That's who I like to be. Yeah. But, but as far as, you know, um, you know, being, having the ability to put myself out there and say, hey, this is what I did. This is how I used to be. This was my struggle. This is what, you know. I believe led me to uh, just create that path of destruction. That's a hard thing to do, to put yourself out there like that, the way we're doing right here every every week. Yep. Um, but you said it already. Hopefully, it'll help somebody, and I know it does because we've gotten feedback. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and that just makes it all the much more you know that much more worth it. And I know there are people out there who who listen to this podcast regularly. Yeah, and for that we thank you first and foremost. Uh hoo. But but the second thing oh, is is oh, that oh. you know people always you know we get feedback from people and they say oh it really helps it you know it keeps me you know um, from doing this or I learned something you know you guys inspire me but really for me personally you, you the listener you people out there especially the ones who are um, giving us feedback you inspire me. You are, you know, you keep me going. So yes, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to all those people, to all of you guys who are listening right now. Yeah. That I I need you out there to be 
the best that you can be because it gives me power. It gives me strength. It gives me permission to, to do the same. I know. Well, going, we just love you. We love all of you. And it's not just one time. <laughs> it's Jeez. all the time. It's all the time. We love you all the time. <laughs> and I just want to say thank you for loving me back. <laughs> thank you for loving me for who I am. <laughs> thank you for meeting me where I'm at. But <laughs> no one else would love me. Nobody else loves me like you do. Nobody. <laughs> but you, you do, and you love me so much. 38 weeks in a row, you loved me. <laughs> For 38 weeks, now you love me. <laughs> 38 weeks straight, you love me every day. And I know you don't. I know you don't love me as much as I love you, but I appreciate it. <laughs> At least you make the effort. <laughs> I didn't think I could love like this again. <laughs> okay, no. good man that was a good episode so yes, space sir. jam what'd you guys think i know you watched it right randy yeah man i loved What's it wow star it, out of five stars what do you what do you think i would say it's about a three i mean it, I, uh-huh. I think it's roughly on par with the old space jam okay um if we're if we're being honest here since we're being honest since we're being honest but i really loved it it was a good show it was freaking awesome it's something that i'll probably watch again was it funny uh, yeah, it was funny. And, yeah. uh, it was really worth watching because, I mean, you got to take out the, like, LeBron's acting was just as bad as Michael Jordan's acting. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, they were both bad. Yeah. But, like, all, like, the rest of the story and all the, like, the animated characters, like, all the graphics, bro, like, bro, they were top notch. Right on, right on. And, like, me and my daughter spent yesterday morning watching it and we just laughed it up. We were laughing <laughs> and. Right. Yeah, that's good. You know, that I don't. This is going way off topic. We're not really way off topic, but you know who was really a bad actor was Sabrina Inescu. Did you ever see her in those State Farm commercials with Chris Paul? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she cannot act. She can ball. She can ball ball it up. She can shoot the lights out, but she cannot act. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, I would check it out. Yeah, I want to watch it. But more than anything, you know, like we always have these reboots, and then we try to see, try to compare it to the to the one before. Yeah. But I, I, I think that's unfair. Um, I, yeah, I'd be, I'd be willing to watch it because I mean, if you, one thing I notice is that when you're watching like, um, like a lot of the Pixar movies and you know these these things that are geared towards, there's a lot of um, higher humor in there. Yeah, that you probably oh, wouldn't catch if you were a kid. Yeah, innu- innuendos. Yeah, well, innuendos, but I mean, you know that that there are jokes and punchlines in there that you know kid. Kids will probably just fly right. They just like to see Bugs Bunny playing basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'd be interested in checking it out. Um, yeah, I might watch in a decade or two. No, no, no. Tell me why. Tell me. No, there's this. No, I thought I thought 
I thought you were going to say LeBron James was pretty funny in that. Because I think he was in a movie... I can't remember. It was like a rom com or Train something. Train Yeah, he was he was funny in that one. I he remember that. Really, he didn't really have to act, like you know. Oh, he's like, just playing himself, though. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like playing himself, and he he wanted to save his son, which is yeah, because that's his son gets kidnapped by somebody. Yeah, gets kidnapped by John Don Cheadle's um, thing, who was like Cheeto. Yeah, Don Cheadle. Oh, he was Cheadle. in there like he he was the he was the like the he was inside the computer and he was like this graphic dude like. Uh, you know what I mean? Like his made up yeah. guy, whatever. But I'm yeah. sorry, I thought and you said Cheeto. Like, well, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the story for people that haven't watched it. But it was really good. Like, right. I mean, once you get beyond like the bad acting of LeBron, like, because he really wasn't acting. Like, you you figure like, yeah. But then like I had to because at first I was like, man, this is gonna be cheap. This is gonna be whack. Like, because I read all the things. Yeah, I even like, seen some stats yeah, from the games and, and like, stuff. Man, that kind of sucks. Like. Why they take Space Jam and ruin it? And then, if I'm being honest, like man, it's hard for me to watch Space Jam today. Like no. the, the first one, it's kind of hard because it's so bad. Oh yeah, yeah. But with this one, I'm like, like once we watched it, we were laughing. I was watching my daughter, and she like she kept looking forward to it. Oh yeah. So like yesterday it was like, okay, we're gonna go to the movies. It's like eight eight in the morning, nine in the morning. And like we wait for the movies. She had a full day plan, so I'm like, no, nah, just rebuy uh, HBO Max and watch it. Yeah, and it was pretty good, man. Like we just spent our morning watching it. Right on, that's cool. So they got uh, uh, other NBA stars in there too. <clears throat> I I right there, the other one, they had like Charles. Uh, I uh, seen the trailers like guys. ADs in there. Uh, they had him, but he was like, um, like how do you say animated? Like, yeah, he was like animated. They stole their powers and yeah, stuff again? yeah. So like. He was this guy on there who was like, yeah, his unibrows bro. Yeah, 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 bro. Like, you like, I forgot what the joke was, but then he's like, me, what's wrong with these? Like, yeah. I like these, and dude, his freaking unibrows crazy in there, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. funny. Me and my daughter just busted out laughing, like, but yeah, I think more so, like, it was a good time just to hang out with me and my daughter. I just do my phone, phone away, do it on silent. Threw yeah. it to the other side of the room and just watched it. Oh yeah, unless you gotta do that sometimes. Yeah, but it was it was good, man. I probably watch it again. Yeah, to be honest. Word, word, word. Your your kids don't want to watch it, huh? No, my kids want to watch it. You just don't want to watch it with them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I know. <laughs> Jerry's still out. That's that's not enough. That you gotta. He'll watch it and he'll like, come back and be like, ah, it's whack. Yeah, whack, man. That's because you already have he your went, mind. You he already has mind. mind made up. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's gonna be terrible. See, when that's I how see, I was. That's too, the though. thing. That, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to get <laughs> to the root here. Yeah. Why do you already have your mind made up, man? That's like a whole other podcast, son. <laughs> man, we don't got enough time. We'll be here till midnight. I got put stats. I got put um, how many flops he did, how many times he got saved in the finals <laughs> by shooters like Ray Allen, um, Shane Batty eighty. Daddy 80 One of my homies uh, Everybody does that though Commented on that ESPN thread last night on Facebook But then he says he's the best There was a picture of him And they're like oh LeBron made it to game 5 Whatever Yeah. One of my homies commented on there Like yeah he made it to game 5 But nobody said he'd be wearing his wife's <laughs> Skinny pants Skinny jeans <laughs> Skinny sweatshirts I'm like look bro Man he had the his sweats, bro. Oh, I seen that in that picture I sent yeah. you guys. Remember? It said why he was really there. And it was like little bubbles and him in the bucks. And yeah, him in the Suns jersey. 
Could you imagine <laughs> if he went to the Milwaukee Bucks? It'd be over. Over. Milwaukee be. I mean, you know. Yeah, just, him paired with Giannis. Just, but I mean to see him in, in that backcourt. <laughs> bro, that'd be crazy. Which is like, man, yeah, I was, man, I was so mad last night, bro. Dude. Man, they got the lead, and then they just I've started seen, coasting. I yeah. thought, I thought, I thought it was going to be a runaway after that first quarter. And I was like, "Here we go, here man, we go." Chris Paul, like I'm like, dog, like why are you playing like that? Man, they probably told him to put it in Booker's book, Booker's hand, and they gave Booker the ball last night. Yeah, and and that's what like when he grabbed the ball on the wing, I'm like, dang, like, and then I was like, why did you not throw it out, like? You knew, like, bro, like, you were a triple team. Somebody was open. Like, why did you not try to get rid of it? Like, uh, yeah. Yo, like, I, when you did a jump stop right in between them two, like, whoa. You should have kicked it out right away. Yeah. Yep. No, I mean, I, dude, man, that's basic. That's basic basketball. That's what, I, that's what I'm going through with the, my daughter's team, eight-year-olds. Yeah. Because they do that. They'll drive down the, they'll drive the lane, and they'll stop, and they'll hang on to the ball, and the other girls will come and rip it out of their hands and do a jump ball. Yeah. And the league we're playing in, when it's a jump ball, the ball goes to the defense and they check it up because it's three on three league. And I was just like, man, I teach my eight year old team. Yeah. Once you get in there, shoot or pass, shoot or pass, shoot or pass. Very basic basketball that they lost that game on last And then what made it even worse, like, dog, you would have only been down by three CP3. Like, you couldn't stop it. Why didn't you just let it happen? Like, Why'd you foul Giannis? Yeah. Like, that's what ended it for him. Like, that's where they lost every, any chance of even winning the game. Yeah, yeah, true that. True that. Because yeah. he could have tied it. Giannis was already tired. Freaking uh, Chris Middleton was like, bro, they were both gassed. Did you see them last night? Yeah. Like, in the third quarter, Giannis started walking. Yeah. And then in the fourth quarter, Chris Middleton started doing the same. Yeah. Like, they were gassed. Imagine taking them, you know? Overtime. Phoenix is a little bit deeper than they are. Yep. What it really comes down to, I think, is they found a way. They, I mean, you, you, to be gassed like that and then, you know, to still make hey, plays when you need them. And then on the other side of the ball, you know, to make bad plays. Where like when, man, when uh, Booker hit that three, uh, what's the guy with the dreads? The, the Drew. With the, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Drew Hall, when he hit that three over him. I thought, yeah, this is going to be a comeback. Here we go. Here we yeah. go. And then one, one thing after another, boom, 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 and then just it's over. They were making multiple mistakes. Like, and then the other one, too, when they threw it to Aiton, and then he had the ball, like, when they got down there, remember? Yeah. And then they had him going one-on-one, and he was trying to, like, do all these moves, and you're like, dog, that's not even your game. What are you doing? No, just post up, baby. It was just a bad freaking, like, with that much, like, granted, there was, like, five, six, seven minutes on the clock, like, Having those kind of possessions. Yeah, every possession counts at, yeah. that, at that moment. Especially when you're down by 10, 12 points. Yep. And to to get a stop. Yeah. You have to get a stop. But, man, they were just. Yeah, that was just straight up bonehead, man. I was just like, what? They were That's st- what I said. And when he Booker dribble drove, jump stop, and then got the ball taken away from him. I was like, what? Yeah, like, dog, you knew Drew was coming. Yeah. Like, you knew Holiday was coming. Like, bro, like, you seen him, like, you know? Yeah. Like, you knew he was crashing, and then you jumped into those other two, but rather than get rid of it, like. Yeah. Man, At that point in time, man, he should have got the ball to CP3 and let him let him create, let him operate. Because he already hit the three right before that, remember? Yep. Hmm. Mm-mm. <laughs>
Right on. I think that was a really good episode. We can end it on that note. Yes, sir. All right, man. I appreciate you gentlemen coming in tonight and accommodating my schedule. Appreciate that. No problem. Ah, uh, yeah. One, two, three, and two to four. JCB and Randy B gonna hit you on the flow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. We definitely got you back, Phoenix Suns. And yeah, it's not over. It's, it's not, not over, over, man. You go get one in Milwaukee, bring it back home, win it on your home court on Game Seven. That'd be fitting. That'd that would be, be very fitting. So, in twelve days, we hope to be congratulating you. Yeah, twelve, 12 days. days. Sunday. Game Seven's re- next Sunday. We don't record till next Thursday. Oh, okay. I thought you. <laughs> and we're not back in the studio for a week and a half. Yeah, true that. <laughs> but. Just so you all, all you listeners out there know, there will not be any break in your continuity. No. Just, yeah, it's weird. No, we're recording on a Sunday. Yeah. Right now, yeah. So we have material on Thursday. Yeah. Because I got something going on on Thursday nights. Yes. And it happens. It's going to happen. Anyway, sons, we got you back. Get it done. We'll be there Tuesday night as you guys are in Milwaukee. Go and cleanse yourselves in what? Lake Minnetonka. Lake Minnetonka. Really? From Ahwatukee yeah. to Milwaukee. Get some of that. They're both native towns. <laughs> We're not worthy. <laughs> I got. I was confused. I'm confused. I, I know. Okay, well, <laughs> we're going to sing the song for you, Phoenix Suns, because we got your back. I got... Ocean from property, property in Arizona. From my front porch, you can see the sea. You got ocean from property in Arizona. And if you buy that, I'll throw the Golden Gate in for free. Ah, hey! Everybody dance. Everybody dance. This is Inner Tribal. This is Inner Tribal. All right. Episode 38. <laughs> that's a wrap. See you next time. Chinook 38 special, baby. What's up, Hollerichi boy? This is your favorite Indian, JCB. Hey, yo. It's Randy B, a.k.a. Pagotti. Yo, Josiah Mofaya. A.K.A. Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.